Hello, I am Dr. Izix. You may find me at various places of that sort. Uh, I co-host a podcast called Watchers of Tomorrow with my friend Geplin. Uh, I go by he, him, and I play Parnell Westcott, the paladin. Uh, she is a, a she, her, and uh, she goes uh, goes around trying to make friends with people. It's good times. Hello, I am Gepwin. You can find me as Gepwin pretty much anywhere. I do some gaming YouTube stuff and co-host a podcast with Dr. Izix where we do Star Trek and other sci-fi related media things. I play Gimstan, who is technically a cleric, though there may be some multi-classing in my near future. I'm unsure, but he doesn't really do healing or religion or anything that a cleric does. I am Jen. You can find me as just Jen on Twitter. I also play every Monday night on TTRPG Academy in uh, Feyrun Reborn. I play Finri Lavasso. I am a Celestial Blessed healer, which is a cleric. Um, she may not be very bright, but she really loves to love. And I am Chris. My pronouns are he, him, and I am our dungeon master or world runner, depending on the campaign. Welcome to Choices. Last time, the party continued their chase through the Bastion of Ties. The loss of the magic affecting the party finally cleared up, and the party ascended to the top, exploring the roof of the building, as well as finding Lear the Liar's room. There was some combat with lingering forces, but it wrapped up pretty quickly. After doing a fair bit of surveying, they realized Lear had somehow gone off the tower and had ridden away into the sunset. Going onwards, they explored the Bastion, finding a tired cook that had been hired by Lear, as well as some prisoners. Getting the map proved to be a challenge as the party had no one that can pick locks, but Gimstan, with some clever divine magic usage, got them out, and then Serbo discovered a chest that was, again, locked. With the bastion cleared, the party left, and along came Bomo and someone else. As the majority of those gathered, the party had an encounter with an ancient gold dragon who questioned if they were the ones who could really save Albion. Promising the watch, the dragon left, and somehow all the others, bystanders and so-and-so, missed that somehow. And then who should come along but Cranston, the, part, the cart driver, and the party had some choices in front of them. Discussing it, they decided to go with Rosa to get some guidance. Finry rolled a natural 20 to convince her to let her and Amethyst <laughs> go and rendezvous with the Rebellion later. And that is where we start today. So, when a decision is made, it's pretty late in the evening at this point, so it's time to have camp. But as you're leaving the Bastion, Gimstan, perception check. Okay. I always lose this on my character sheet. I perceive nothing. Nope. I got a seven. <laughs> okay. So you guys are at... Um, uh, you guys are making camp. And you have a bunch of people gathered around you. Uh, you Gathered with you, you have Rosa, Serbola Noir, the newcomer, Peep, and her Mastiff, who is a hunter or scout who works for Serbo. You have Boma Fletcher, the injured rebellion member who you guys all aided. You have the two prisoners, Hamfred Witherby and Fonzello Torin. You have the chef, and you have Cranston. And Chef Nib Ribeye has is making you a nice stew. So you guys are sitting around the campfire, all talking. You guys have moved away from the Bastion of Time because staying there is just asking for trouble, obviously. So as you guys are around the campfire, Serbo is explaining to Boma and Peep um, what's going on. And then you watch as Peep tilts her head to the side uh, and gives you all a quizzical look. And then she looks at Serbo Lenoir and she says, Um, ma'am, 
you do understand where we are, right? And as she says that, she pulls out a map and as she unrolls it, I need everyone to do nature or survival checks. Okay. Hmm. Nature. Alright, I'm gonna do survival check. It's better. <laughs> I got a yeah, 15. Survival is a lot better. And five again. And Henry got a 17. Well, it doesn't really matter. Matter considering she gets this automatically anyway, but oh well. Okay, um, so as she pulls out the map and I get to reveal something I've been looking forward to for a while now. Oh. Way back when I first put out the casting call for this campaign, I said we would be doing something special in particular with this. And now I get to reveal it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hex Crawl. Woot. Can you oh. guys see it just fine? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Okay. Each uh, each hexagon is um is a day's travel to get through, obviously. Okay. You guys are about here. You're in the woods. I marked you guys with a little red dot just now. Wow. Okay. Uh huh. And let me click this. <clears throat> and as you do, you realize something. So we moved Henry, if you had kept time. heading north from the Roman ruins. Mm-hmm. You would have reached home base. You were only about a day away from home at that oh, point. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> and looking at Cranston's point and where you are now, yeah, there's been some meandering going on. A little bit. <laughs> and like, as Maybe. you all like stare at this map, you all guys can't. You guys can't help it, obviously. And you all like turn and. After a second, Rosa turns and she looks at Cranston, and so does Bowmobile, who has apparently also gotten turned around. And so, who is just eating the stew Chef Ribeye made, and is completely oblivious <laughs> to your looks. There's been there's been a bit of meandering. Interesting. So we were wandering around without any real uh, clue about where we should be going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bit. But yeah, and one second while I reveal where Carmarthurin is. Because that's where you guys wanted to head next. Yes. Polygon on fire. That's totally fair, though. We had no clue what we were doing. (laughs) (laughs) All of us woke up and went, where are we? What are we doing? Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of what we've been doing ever since. And Carmarthurin is all the way over here. Okay. Oh, wow. We have a few, bit, few we days have a to bit of there. a trip ahead of us. Yes. yes. And more, but the most important thing is the fact that Tintern is on the way there. So uh, it makes more yeah. sense to stop back at home base first and there's a town before you venture forth into the unknown. Yeah, so we can load up with any, you know, things that we'll, we'll need, rations and whatnot. Right. You know, maybe a few dozen minions, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, the plan's clear, so you guys are going to uh, stop off a ten turn and then head to Carmarthen. <laughs> because your DM is a dum-dum. <laughs> um, alrighty. So. Well, it was north and west. <laughs> So, because Chef Nibribai made you all stew, you guys don't need to burn a ration. So, all that's left is a subtle watch. So, I believe the order is usually Parnell, Gimstan, and I mean, yeah, Gimstan, and then Finry. 
Works for me. Sounds fine. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. So you guys are going to bed, and Sir Bo actually stays up with you, Parnell. And Excellent. as you guys do, I need you to make me a perception check. I see something. 14. One sec while I roll perception for, for Lady Noir. And that's a 13. Okay. As you do, Parnell, you notice something you haven't really paid much attention to before. Finry's asleep. She has pointed ears. She's an elf. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, that is a little weird. So uh, I, I guess maybe I'll uh, lead, you know lead over to this you know Sir Bo and say, so you know Finry, is that correct? Yes, she is one of the soldiers in the rebellion. Is she? Is she sleeping? It appears so. Uh, is that normal for her? She blinks and says, "I'm not sure. I may need to look into this." Hmm. Well, she seems like a normal elf to me, uh, but uh, I, I maybe maybe I'm ignorant of something of the kind that uh, is normal, but I thought was different. Well, I'll be honest, the land of magic. Okay, that said, your watch ends, and uh, Gintan, you're up. Perception check. Okay. Seven again. My god. <laughs> you're paying attention to the Get cold. all those little rolls out. You're paying attention to the cold and the fire, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, okay. <clears throat> but, as this watch goes on, Finry, you have a dream. Yes. Oh, boy. You dream of muffled music and a feeling of joy and contentment. That's it. Okay. Interesting. And then Gibson makes you up. Wonder if it's because I'm near home. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, thank you. Is it my watch? Yes. I'm going to assume that I noticed. I guess if I had to wake her up, I guess I noticed she was sleeping too. Yes, but I think you've already noticed that. <laughs> okay. I just tend not to care about <laughs> This is true. Uh... <clears throat> Alrighty. Finry, final perception check. 15. Nope, you don't really notice anything odd. And thus the new day begins. Okay. Alright, so you guys are packing up camp early in the morning. And what do you do? Hmm. Well, I think Parnell has some curiosity. So we'll uh, go up to, to Finry at some point while we're getting ready and say, So, you were asleep last night. But I had a nice dream, actually, too. Uh, I, I hope this doesn't come off as too strange, but I thought your kind didn't sleep, nor will like, like the rest of us do. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I think it was after I was touched by the Celestials that um, things changed for me. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Like, I'm not 100% sure, but I never really notice. Well, uh, 
probably didn't need to sleep a whole night. Uh, I think I would notice myself, but... Oh, that's kind of interesting. I was unaware that that was a, the, the, what happened. Uh, apparently it must have been. It didn't used to, so I figured either that or maybe it's where, like, we're at. I don't know. Hmm. I'm curious about this being touched by Celestials. Uh, I don't know how much you want to share on that, but uh, if you have information, I'd be keen to learn. Uh, well, it's more of a thing that happened as a just a result of circumstance uh it, they don't talk to me or anything anymore like I, I really couldn't tell you anything more than that i mean obviously uh, amethyst comes from them she's like my best friend you know that yes you and know. speaking of amethyst she's a little like butting against you and staring oh, up at you what, adoringly. What do you want, darling? <laughs> Amethyst speaks in your mind and says, yes. Do not speak more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shut up. All <laughs> um, oh, right. You guys get a long rest. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Alrighty. If there's no other pressing business, then we can set out. So you guys are heading westward from the current hex. And you guys start walking. On right to ten tim. Ten turn. Ten turn. Ten turn. That's an e. That's an e. R. Okay. <laughs> My screen resolution is not great. It's okay. Personally, I think it's the text too. So, yeah, that's probably on me. Despite my best efforts, otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys head out, and you're walking along. About midway through the day, you guys have to bridge a river, which is a bit of a thing. So, are you, but beyond that, are you guys doing anything else? Mm. Nothing pressing at the moment. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe chatting it up with some of the others, the group, uh, you know, trying to get to know, uh, you know, the, the folks I don't know as well uh, better, so. Right. Oh, and for the record, Cranston and the chef kind of went off on their own. So, you don't oh. have to worry about that anymore. Okay. Good for them. Okay. Who's going to cook our food? <laughs> so, Don't worry, it was all poison anyway. <laughs> at the end of the day, Maybe you make it to the new red dot I just put on the screen. <laughs> and you guys camp there. And now I'm going to need you guys to mark off rations if you have them. thought I had some at some point. Yeah, I was pretty I sure we got some. Open my my bag. <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, Ten days of rations. I should change that. Uh, if I can. Yeah, how do I change that? Oh, I do not have rations. Why do I not have rations? Do you have an explore have a darter pack? I should have. I have a priest pack. That should be in there. When I'm you click on your trouble. pack you can click oh, edit attributes. Okay. Ah, yep, 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 okay. Did you guys hear me? Yes. Yep. I ah, only have two days worth of rations, guys. <laughs> well, thankfully you're about to get home, so uh, you can pick up some more. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> okay, 
So you guys are camped around the fire, and then as you are, all, like, sitting around, Serbo looks at you, Finry, and she says, Soldier Lavoso? Jen? Oh, sorry, sorry, what, what? I was trying to delete a, uh, ration. Oh, you're fine. Just um, won't let me do it. You guys are camped around the fire, and then, mm-hmm. uh, Serbo l- looks at you and says, Soldier Lavoso? Do you remember yeah. that... Amethyst is also part of the rebellion, as are the rest of the Chamrashes, and that includes training. You forgot to train her this morning. Oh, that that's might have been right. what Amethyst was butting you about. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep. Too busy packing, and I forgot to do my job. Well, we take a break. I would like to work with her. Okay. That said, though, it is time for watches. So, what's your order? Days before. No objections. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep, sounds fair. All right then, Parnell, give me perception. Ooh. I see nothing. I rolled a, a one and oh. got a two. You fall asleep. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, and Sir Bo is also up still. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> nope, no persuasion, no perception. Ah, oh, there it is. She doesn't really pay much attention to anything, and then at the end of the day, she. But at the end of the watch, she does wake up Gimsan. Okay, good. <laughs> I roll another seven. You don't really see much either. So you wake up Being Henry. Stuck. It's the third seven I've rolled for perception. Interesting. Just love that. 19. <laughs> You don't see anything out of the ordinary. Awesome. Get all my good bowls out now, right? <laughs> uh, the thieves already come through the camp uh, twice. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've already come through while you guys are sleeping. I don't see anything weird. Nope, nope. Okay. <laughs> and I will definitely work with Amethyst this morning. Okay, so new day. Long rest again. Not that you guys really need it, but there it is. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and mark off another ration. So I have zero. <laughs> and then Finry. If you're going to work with Amethyst. Animal, animal handling. handling. Eleven. <laughs> there goes my good roll, babe. You have <laughs> a <laughs> somewhat productive morning. If she's doing, if we're doing those things, I may as well do some herb gathering whilst here. I haven't done that in a bit. Give me a second to open up the book I need for that, and then we'll do Aye. that. New day, Fenry trains. Okay. Where is the harvesting book? Uh, ah, extra player mechanics. At least okay, it was over a ten. <laughs> Where is ah? Here it is. Where is it? Okie dokie, roll me... Where is it? Got 15 on performance. <laughs> <laughs> You're singing ah. a song while we all work. Nature survival. <laughs> Alright, survival is better. 13. And that's the slow in the morning. Did you see the mountains? Okay, yeah, alright then. Let me roll 1d8. Okay, you get four lavender seeds. Okay. 
I know that I wrote that down somewhere. You did. <laughs> okay. And so, new day. You guys wander in. Into, you guys are going to, into the new hex. And then midway through the day, you reach the town of Tintern. And let me open up the settlement book for our first town. Oot. Well, actually, I guess I say your second time because of Wanborough, but yeah. Where? Don't worry, we'll burn down Wanborough later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't say that out loud, did I? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> this town is located on the bank of the river you now know to be the River Y. That's W I E. It's about five miles from the border of Logris, and this town actually seems to be a bit of a trade town. Um, there's about 400 people, maybe some, maybe more, maybe fewer, but there it is. And it does have a bit of a small port that people, like, on riverboats go up and down on. Crossing the rise, you see a small town sitting on the bank of the river. There are quite a large amount of buildings, and for some reason, most of the buildings are painted red. The town has a port harbor and with a small handful of docks, and from here you can see the town is roughly clumped together in about three sections. Finry, you know these sections to be roughly a central general district, the harbor slash trade district, and then the outskirts. The town has a good chunk of farms in the outskirts, but not a whole lot. One of the most promising notes are the banners in the outskirts barring a sun rising over the horizon. The sign of the New Dawn Rebellion. So you guys wander in, and Serbo, Bommel, and Finry, you all need to check in at the new barracks for the rebellion. Parnell and Gimstan, what do you two do? Hmm. Well, Gimstan, uh, should we follow along with Finry, or shall we go check out uh, the town? I feel like we'll just be in the way of military business if we tag <laughs> behind everyone. Hmm, yeah, I would be feel a little out out of place myself there. Um, let's go check out the uh, the the, uh, the the general bit of town over there, uh, unless you want to do some shopping or something like that instead. Uh, I'm trying to decide whether it's worth picking up alchemy stuff or not. Well, I guess we could always uh, look. Yeah, I can see if there's an alchemy shop. Okay. You never know; it could be cheap. Or actually, a temple might have some of what I need. Sorry if you guys heard that. That was my mother. Um, I didn't. <laughs> okay, good. Um, okay, so you guys split off in the two groups, and let and let me take this up by step. Fenway, we'll start with you. Mm-hmm. You guys want you're wandering to Tintern, and you guys head up the barracks. As you do, Serbo will ask if um. Ask where Mayor Guilefoot is, because you know she's also one of the generals of the rebellion. And you're told she's off meditating, which you know to be a somewhat common occurrence that every few months she just goes off to the chapel in town and starts meditating. And then who should come along but a water ganassi? He's got dreadlocks, blue eyes. Blue, oh, there it is. Sorry, never mind. She has baby blue hair and dreadlocks, blue skin, silver eyes, and this is another of the generals. This is General Tides. Ah, ah, like <laughs> ah, Finry. We were worried about yes. you when your partner came back on patrol without you. We thought something had happened. 
and then by your side, yeah. Amethyst's tail starts wagging, and you hear footsteps, several different footsteps, actually, of multiple people coming along, and you turn around, and who should you see but a man? He has platinum hair, tan skin, he is tall and weedy, and next to him are two larger shamrushes. This is General Angelo, and it is him that brought the shamrushes to the rebellion. He comes over, and Amethyst bounds over to him, and, pet, and, he, pets Am- and he pets Amethyst. And his shamrushes, the big ones that are with him, you know them to be Violet and Regal. Oh. Be still my heart. Adorable. <laughs> And Finry will go up and pet them. <laughs> For sure. He gives you a look that says we were worried about you. I do apologize. Like, we didn't understand what happened. And this is the soonest I could make it here. We were fighting so many things. Like, you just would not understand just so much stuff and I had to make sure other people were safe before I made my way back here. It was like really, really scary in some situations that we got ourselves into though. But I'm fine. I'm really fine. And then a new voice speaks up from behind all the other groups and he's like, we were worried about you. And if you look, turn around and look, you see a human man with black hair, blue eyes, average build, and this is Nico. Your patrol partner you abandoned. <laughs> I didn't abandon him. I woke up and was already gone. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I will run up and give him a big hug. And then as you do, a pack of um, two hounds go running down the hallway and out past you, past the barracks doors. Another soldier goes past training them. And you see Sir Bo heave a heavy sigh and he says... The General Tides. I take it training the animals isn't going that well. And General Tides shrugs and says, We're making some progress. <laughs> and then from down the hallway, you hear the call, um, the call of a falcon uh, rigging out. Who winces and says, Some progress. Um, Fenry, give me a general insight check. Okay. Insight. Whoops, I hit intimidation because of a fat thumb and got an eight. <laughs> Everything seems fine-ish. It seems to be chaos, but you know the army, you know the rebellion is supplementing soldiers with animal companions in an effort to make things a bit easier. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah everything seems fine. And then Sir Bo hefts the, the treasure chest he received from the Bastion Titan. She says, we need to get this open. Remind me, which one of the new recruits used to be a criminal? And we're going to cut oh. away from there. <laughs> and we go back criminal to ten turn. Elements? And we go back to ten turn. <laughs> okay, so, you two, what do you want yeah. to do? So, uh, I think we're going to look for uh, alchemy uh, shop or supplies first. Okay. So, uh, prob- it's probably the trade area. Okay, so you head for the trade slash harbor district, and let me reopen up the ten turn book. Okay, you guys and head for the Trade Harbor District. There's a building located next to the docks, which is probably the Harbor Master's office. And then you see four different buildings. One of them uh, is orange and red and has a sign on it called the Cowardly Castle. 
Another one is orange and pink, and it's called, has a sign on it saying it's called the Stolen Wagon. There's another one that is very clearly a hotel that is orange and pink, and it's called the Drunken Dragon. And there is an, there's a building called the Queen's Bush, which is red and purple. And then there's another building called the Musical Witch, which is blue and green. Oh, and there's two more. Sorry about this. There's another building called uh, the Princess Cart that is red and gray. You can tell I rolled all these up. <laughs> <laughs> and two more buildings. One called the Musical Sword that is just black. And then a fishery, which you can just tell it's a fishery because it because of the smell coming off it, called the Prince Troll, and its color scheme is just plain orange. All of these places sound like taverns. (laughs) Well, uh, some of them uh, sound more like taverns than others. Like the the Drunken Dragon is is definitely a a tavern, uh, (laughs) unless it's a really weird uh, uh, pun or something of some sort there. Um, (laughs) So just sort of looking at the the names there, Parnell will be like, well, Stolen Wagon sounds like it's probably a general goods place. I would imagine the Queen's Bush as either herbalism supplies or something that we might not want to get into on Twitch. (laughs) True. Let's check that out. Okay. You walk into the Queen's Bush and the smell of sawdust overwhelms your nose and you hear a bunch of hammering going on and... Walking up to you, you guys see... Give me a second to pull up this particular NPC book. Sorry about all this. No no worries. Sorry, I have a bunch of... Ah, here it is. Okay, she is a tall woman. Very, very tall. And her fingers are very long. (laughs) (laughs) Getting creepy here. So it is that one. (laughs) And as she walks up, she says, Oi, what can I help you with? Name is Virabas. And welcome to the Queen's Bush. Uh, Kimstan? Sorry, I was trying to write a note. <laughs> Hello, Virabas. We are new to this area, and we were simply checking through the various shops. I do not know what it is you do here. I apologize for the intrusion. <laughs> ah. Well, laddie boy, we be shipwrights here. And she gestures to the very obvious carpentry going on behind them. And then you hear someone bang their thumb on a nail, and they're like, Ow! And she's like, Oi, Dalavash, I told you to watch the hammer. Anyways, unless you be looking for a ship which is fairly expensive, though we do have quite either very extensive payment plans, and she gestures towards her secretary. We're not what you're looking for. What are you looking for, anyway? I was trying to find herbalism or alchemy supplies. Ah. Well, we don't have much in the way of magic here. I imagine you want the general store, but the general store is located in the town square. Not Ah. not the harbor district. Well, thank you very much. And if we need ships, I I am sure we know where to come. (laughs) <laughs> so I guess they're all river boats, huh? Since they're on a river. Pretty much, yeah. We're nowhere near the ocean. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, by the way, uh, what uh, what sort of places can one find along this river here? A few other towns, to be sure. The river leads directly into the lands by the Green Chapel, and Veribus kind of makes a bit of an ill face at that. But yeah. Well, I, I don't think we have any business there, so uh, I guess maybe a river tr uh, trip uh, would not be in our immediate future at the moment, but uh, who knows what the future may bring. Thank you very much. Suppose in keeping with how I have been interacting with people on my journeys thus far, I should inquire if there's anything that you could use help with whilst we are in town. Eh, you'd be better off asking Managoth about that. The left, so I heard she's meditating, and who knows when she'll be done. Thank you very much. Okay, so I guess you guys head back for the main general store. Yes. Yeah, I may as well. I doubt they're going... The, the only things that I apparently need, according to my sheet, are spiders or holy water, and I don't know how available those are. <laughs> okay. So, you guys wander into the main general district, and from here you see what looks like to be a temple, a serviceable yet noticeable building, another serviceable yet noticeable building with a sign on it that says Homebound Goods, and then another building that is red and gray and has a sign on it that says The Broken Scepter. Interesting. What do you what do you suppose the, a broken scepter sort of place there sells? The building looks ancient, by the way. I would imagine magical supplies, but we were told that this town has very few of those. Exactly. So that seems a little confusing for me. Huh. Given that I doubt I'm going to find anything useful here, I suppose curiosity may win out. <laughs> Well, let's, let's check out the uh, the homebound goods first. Okay. You guys enter the general store, and it is pretty much just your standard general store. You guys meet the proprietor, Rick Homebound, who is a... I believe he's human. Ugh. Sorry. Boring. Let me... Just boring humans. <laughs> Where... No, not that. I mean, like, why did I close this book when I knew I was going to be opening it up again? Uh, yes, he is a human. And he just looks like a regular human. Just a guy. Yeah. Some dude. Hmm. So, uh, uh greetings, sir. Uh, uh, my friend here is, uh, you know, needing to, to find some uh, supplies of some sort. Uh, I heard you might be the person to talk to. We have a we have a pretty decent stock of supplies, I would say. And oh, by the face above, Aria really as coming down the stairs is a human female teenager dressed all in black. <laughs> she has white like <laughs> lipstick on, black nail polish on somehow, as she is pretty much a medieval goth. And she's like, "Hi, mm -hmm. Dad." Oh, really, girl? I told you not to dress like that. You will scare the customers. Have you no passion in your life? Well, you said passion when we're all just going to die anyway. And then she just walks out the front door. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I like her. 
<laughs> is that the, the manner of dress that the, the old Visigoths used to use? Oh, she's just an angsty teen. Hmm. Now then, she turn, he turn, now uh, Rick turns to you. What can I help you with? Oh, I do not know how likely it would be for to find in this town, given some information we've received, but uh, I was simply looking for general alchemical or herbalist supplies. Mm. I don't think we really have much in the way of magic. I know that's been a problem um, the mayor's been concerned about for a while, ever since the rebellion started. Has the rebellion caused problem with magic? The problem is that the rebellion seems to lack magic. We have some clerics, to be sure. I mean, we have always had that temple of ours in town who can provide weddings and funerals and the like for us, but we've never really had much in the way of magic. If you want that sort of thing, you need to head down to Carmarthen or maybe Estringor if you can get to a ferry out there, but good luck once you get on that particular island. Mm. Uh, Parnell and Izzy. I mean, no, Parnell and Gimpton, sorry. <laughs> Roll me history checks. Okay. Uh, I can. One. Thirteen. Parnell, you know Estringor to be an island where daylight unicorns are found. It is a pretty magical place, though you don't really know much else beyond that. Ooh, fun. Hmm. That's the, that's the Estringor. That's the place of the unicorns. Oh. Yeah, uh, unicorns. And he rolls, the man rolls his eyes. But still, I guess they have some use. We wouldn't have Serbo without it otherwise. Anyways, um, if you want that sort of thing, you really are better off going to Karmath, and we are working on trying to get more magical things, especially if worse comes to worse. Our, wor our fears are actually realized, in which case the village might actually be doomed, but we'll get there when we get there, I suppose. Um, hey, the village. What? Well, while we're here, I know that one of our party is running low on rations, and we have at least a week's journey ahead of us, so we may as well stock up somewhat. Give me a second to pull up adventuring gear on D and D Beyond. Rations, rations, rations. Ten thousand gold per ration. <laughs> ah, here it is. Okay, it's five silver for over one ration a day. Would you like me to uh, 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 purchase those for? We may as well stock back up. <laughs> yeah, purchase enough for everybody for our whole trip. To be uh -huh. fair, I don't know if I have enough of a bond level to have um, my um, companion uh, share food with me. So you say five silver per? Yeah. So, uh, how would I uh, buy uh, uh, 10 rations? That should do us pretty well. I think all of our money's just in a group think thing, so. isn't it? Yeah, so. Sorry, I'm trying to do math in my head, gang. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm like, uh, how many of us? How many days? <laughs> I can't and remember the conversion between what's the silver gold conversion? Silver to it's gold, ten, 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 yeah. Okay, that's easy. Yeah. 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 Electrum's the weird one. Yes. So that's five gold per... So yes. then that would be, five. what, five gold per ten rations? Yes, sorry. Took me a bit to get there. <laughs> okay. 
So, yeah, ten gold. Five gold for ten rations. Okay. So I'll go ahead and go add ahead that to your inventory. Okay. And is there anything else you two wanted to do? Out of curiosity, do you know what that building across the way, the Broken Scepter, would be? Ah, yes, the Broken Scepter. It's an inn! Ah, that would make sense. <laughs> Anything with a name I don't recognize is an inn. <laughs> Things are pretty reasonable, though. Even though the building is a little disconcerting. For several different reasons. Yes, it looked quite old. Is he looked at you and said, Did you actually walk in? No, no. not yet. <laughs> now, is it like moldy or something like that? It's something you're better off seeing for yourself. We have a TARDIS situation. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Alright, well, I, I guess we'll have to poke our heads in there, and I don't know where we're going to be staying tonight, so it might be where we end up anyway. Okay. So, you guys peek your head in, and I don't really know how I would describe this to you as characters, so I'm just going to describe it to you as players. You peek your head in, and the theme of the inside of the building is a circus. There's no other way to say it. <laughs> it's a circus in red and grays. And over the main desk, right in front of the entryway, you guys see a stuffed lion head with... It has a few extra eyes and horns. What in the world? Hmm. And you notice the place feels a little bit cold. And from the front desk, a male shifter looks up at you all and says, Oh, hey, welcome to the Broken Scepter. My name is Slaughtered Fork. What can I help you with? Did you say Slaughtered Fork? Yes. <laughs> I told you I rolled this up. And you can tell by how random it is. And, and I'm sorry to tell you this, gang, but this is the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> oh, my hometown is freaky. <laughs> this isn't your hometown. This is just where you ended up. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I'm loving it myself. Um. <laughs> and then right before you guys can open up your mouth to say anything from one of the side rooms you hear music start up and you hear people saying ah! and as you look in that direction you like you see Slaughter Fork just wave a hand and says don't mind them say choir practice <laughs> choir? there's a choir here? Yes. how exciting and then before before you guys can say anything else to that, you hear a voice from behind you guys yelling, Mayor Goffin! Mayor Goffin! As someone comes running in towards the temple and starts banging on the door. Swinging on it. <laughs> and opening up that um, door, you guys see a half-orc female who opens up the door and says, Hel with blonde hair, but Brianna, she's at the standard half work. She opens up the door and she says, Mayor Goffin is meditating today. And all the supplies are with, um, with, uh, Sister Ellen. What can I help you with? You need to get Mayor Goffin immediately. There's an emergency. It's the mines. And you watch as the woman pales a bit. She's like, oh no. And she goes running in back into the temple. 
And a moment later, she comes out with a halfling who stands in front of um, the the uh, the unnamed person and says, "What's the problem? Our worst fears have been realized. It's the mine." And you watch as Mirgalfoot swears and turns the ear blue for a second. And Shatha looks like skin light. She's like, Mirgalfoot! And, but the halfling pays her no mind and goes running off towards the outskirts of town. What do you do? I'm going to look uh, at Gibstead and, and, and say, That was Gimstan. a lot. This, yes. Gibstead will give one of his kind of beleaguered fate is happening sighs. So. Come on, and start running after them. And I as you do, <laughs> you guys eventually reach the barracks, and you get there about a few minutes after that. This next scene happens. So your day goes on pretty normally, Fenry. You mm-hmm. reunite with your comrades. There's a lot of talking, and so on and so forth. And then eventually, one of the soldiers who has thieves tools. Uh, who it is exactly escapes me at the moment, but one of them shows up and they manage to open up the treasure chest. And inside is a bunch of silver, which Serbo orders that the um, that's to be distributed through um, some Throughout of the neighboring the people who've been suffering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, the uh, two prisoners that were with you guys, they also got inducted into the army because they signed up, so they won't have to get it acquainted. But a particular note with the treasure chest is the fact that there were two objects inside. A pair of slippers and a sword. Mmm. Finry looks at these and says, I mean, Serbo looks at these and says, Interesting. These might be magical. Hmm. And then that's about as far as... Does anyone there have identify? (laughs) Tell me they're bunny slippers. I want magic bunny slippers. (laughs) Um... So you guys, so you're like looking at these items curiously, and then suddenly <laughs> a, um, a halfling woman bursts into the room, and she's like, Sir Bo, there's a problem. She, and she turns sharply and says, Mayor Gothet, I thought you were meditating. And she says, I just received word. The corruption to the north from the Green Chapel. It's finally reached the mines. And Sir Bo swears under her breath, and she's like, oh, damn. Finry, um, you know Tintern is well known for its works of iron and to the north they have an iron mine it's been a pretty like not necessarily passive but it's been a noted concern that the land to the north where the green chapel is which is surrounded by a forest that usually be good hunting grounds has been corrupted for a pretty good long while and it's kind of been creeping outward it's oh, been, no. the been same a, type of corruption like that we Juan were Flores, just dealing yes. with. Yes. Okay. And apparently it just reached the mines, which is a bit of a problem because if it can mm. corrupt food and water, what could it do to iron? Uh-huh. Oh, these are not good things to be learning. <laughs> and then, of course, this is when uh, Parnell and Gimstan show up. And yeah, Finry will fill them in on what she just heard if they didn't overhear it because they were chasing behind um, that the iron mines are now in danger. Oh dear. And then another runner comes up and says, Mayor Gothit, Mayor Gothit, there's a problem. Yes? Out of the mines, there's, there's ghosts. 
And then he faints. Oh, no. <laughs> and Turbo immediately takes off running. Here, I thought the ghosts were going to be at the inn. Hmm. <laughs> the inn only has clowns. Come on. <laughs> Different sort of fear, yes. <laughs> uh, do you follow, Sir Boyle? Crisis after crisis. Off we go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Come on, Amethyst. Let's go. <laughs> and let me start our new encounter. Do ghosts count as undead? <laughs> Usually. Unless they're double undead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like zombie ghosts. Zombie ghost. ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we what live the... here. <laughs> well, I guess along the way, we could have a, a brief conversation. Uh, you know, and... Uh, yeah, Gimstan, you seem uh, qu quite annoyed, in fact, by uh, by by, by the, the the duties we have uh, for our, our our fellow people here. We are actually streaming on Twitch just fine, by the way. Okay, that's good. good. Navalny and get started yeah, to behave. It. Yeah. Now, I believe the word would be beleaguered. Hmm. Well, there's much corruption in the land, much evil around. It's not so much that I resent or dislike helping people. There just seems to be very little time of rest between crises of late. <laughs> I think we're coming to the end game of situations, at least for this town. It just sounds like everywhere is in dire need. Something horrible is corrupting the whole land. Come on, you stupid thing. Behave. <laughs> the world has been thrown out of balance. <laughs> and I finally got the map working. <laughs> Hooray! Okay. Uh, so, uh, you guys approach the, the mine entrance, which is a cave. And right in front of the entrance, you see a, well, a glowing thing made of um, wispy energy. But it, its most prominent feature is the fact that there is teeth, like gentle teeth with fangs snapping at the oh. air as it like raised about raised like literally rise in the air before the cave Ooh. entrance as people go running past you and on that note everybody roll initiative okay. oops wrong button there we go i got a two <laughs> <laughs> i got a seven <laughs> i got something good <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> The I'm one good roll that. I've made so far. <laughs> uh, okay, we start at the top of the round. Kim Sam, you're up first. Okay, uh, what do I roll to know if I know what this thing is? Arcana or nature? Oh. Survival? Uh, let's see. Yeah, probably Arcana. Oh, well, I'm not good at that, but... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It's a ghost. Minus one, even. It's a ghost, yeah. <laughs> it's spooky, that's what it is. It's scary and spooky. <laughs> Gibson? Sorry, I had a very loud siren going by. Oh. Okay, I will then fly up into range, I guess. Normal, let's see, normal 30-foot flight. I'll go right behind the fence. I'm assuming I can see around over yeah. behind through that. Uh, let's see. How far away does that put me from the thing? About 40 feet. 
So I can't do anything with that. Okay, if I'm 40 feet away, then first thing I'm going to do is cast Guiding Bolt at the thing. Go ahead. Very good. Come <laughs> on. Oh, I thought that would roll something for me. Nope. Ooh, 19. Ah, nice. 19 hits. For 13 radiant damage. Uh, one sec. I need to check to see if it does this. It does not. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nine, 13. And then what was the that does something? It gets Radiant advantage damage. the next time it attacks it. Yeah, next attack against it gets advantage. And then I will use my bonus action to uh, summon my spiritual weapon. Oh, I can do it 60 feet away, so I'll do it up near them. Mm-hmm. Give me a sec to add a spiritual weapon token. Oh, nope, wrong one. <laughs> uh, sorry, hold on, gang. Nope. No problem. Why does it always appear like right under? <laughs> I'll cast it right next to them so that I can make the attack the same turn. Go ahead. Okay, so that is an eight to hit. I'm yep. guessing that doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm trying to confirm. Okay, spectral weapon. Now I'm imagining a bad guy that has a ridiculously low armor class, like. A five or something like that. That's just for my turn. I'm just trying to <laughs> okay. read through this spell. So next up is Rosa. It has like two thousand hit points. Go Rosa. Go oh. Rosa. <laughs> All right, she was supposed to have a long rest, and so was her both. Whoops. Forgot. Okay. Yes, they slept too. <laughs> okay, Rosa's turn. She has a walking speed of thirty feet. She's gonna run up to the fence. And can she do anything else? Heal us when we get hit again. <laughs> she cannot. So that's her turn. It is now the creature's turn. No. It has... It's going to go for the figure that just hit it, but it can't really get um, all the way there. So it goes all the way up, snapping its jaws at you, Gimstan, as it moves. And that's its turn. And it is now Fenry's turn. Okie dokie. Moving. Oh, actually, I don't even know if I need to move. It's close enough. It moved itself. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to just go with um, it needs to roll a deck save. I'm going sacred flame on that. Flame on. Yeah. Not sure, but I think radiant damage might be a good thing against it. I don't want to do necrotic. That's a 21. Damn it. Okay, uh, bonus action doing my um, uh, spiritual weapon. And I'll put it, of course, right next to it. Okay. 25 to hit. That hits. <laughs> 11 damage. <clears throat> And that's the end of my turn. <laughs> I think Amethyst is next. <laughs> Amethyst is next. But I think she's just staring quizzically yeah. at this thing because I don't think she thinks she can attack She doesn't this thing. get it. Yeah. Thank so, you. <laughs> so that's Amethyst's turn. And Parnell, you're up. 
Parnell will uh, proceed uh, to uh, move up. And uh, as I go, I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Divine Favor. Divine Favor. Uh, your prayers empower your, uh, you with Divine Radiance. Until the spell ends, your weapon attacks deal an extra 1d4 radio da- radiance damage on hits. Okay. So uh, I'll go ahead and uh, take a swing then. Go ahead. Mor- Morning Star, activate! For uh, that's a uh, that's a crit. Yeah, it's a crit. That's a freaking crit. Yep. Bravo. <laughs> okay, your morning star automatically does one d eight, so that's eight automatically. So go ahead mm-hmm. and roll. Plus another ten. So eighteen, uh, and then your divine favor. For extra one. Nineteen. Slap. Okay. It is now Serpo's turn. And she's going to hop over the fence and go up to the critter. critter. Mm -hmm. And she's going to take a swing with her longsword. And that's a natural one, and her sword goes flying. Oh, shoot. Oh, (laughs) Serpo. She looks a little sheepish. And now it's Serbo's turn. Top of the round. And normally this would be where Gimson comes in. However, you guys all hear another wailing and sound and sound of jaws crackling as what should appear at the entrance to the mine but another one of the gooey ghoulies. Oh. And, and now it's Gimson's turn. A wailing and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> it's pretty great, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... Oh, Parnell's there. Parnell can do shield things. I'm going to step up right next to the thing because that lets me use my new uh, cantrip that I got last level, which is Word of Radiance. So it needs everything within five... Everything I choose within five feet of me being the one ghost has to make a concentration save. Concentration? Yep. That's a dirty 20. Okay, then that doesn't matter. <laughs> our con, I guess, or no, con, constitution, sorry, but 30, 20, no matter what, so. Yeah. That's good. It hits a DC 13, so you rolled higher than that. Um, you know what? My weapon is, like, right there, so I'm going to send my spiritual weapon at the new one. Okie dokie. Which is going to be a 22 to hit. That hits for 11 magical force damage. Okay. And is that your turn? And that's it. It is now Rose's turn. And the Ghoulie Ghoulie is now in range for her, so she's going to cast Thorn Whip. Mm. When a problem comes along. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's 17 hit. That hits. One piercing damage, wow. Mm. Hey, it all counts. True. It happens. Mm-hmm. And it's now the Gooey Gooey's turn. That's going to go to its comrade's defense and it's going to text her bow. No. Wait. Does that, yeah, okay, yeah, I have to range on it. Okay. Siphon spell attack. Do, 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 do. Plus four to hit. Sixteen. No, 16 does not hit. She blocked it with her shield. And that's the Ghoulie Ghoulie's turn. 
It's now the other Gooly Gooly's turn, and it's going to attack you, Parnell. Excellent. <laughs> That's a 22 to hit. That hits. Yes. Oh, leave her alone. <laughs> Uh, one, two, three, four, five. 78 damage? What? 25 necrotic <laughs> damage. Ouch. Parnell, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, yes. Was my uh, saving throws at the same different place here? I always lose track of yeah, those. Yeah, they're up at the top. Yeah. Okay, you're fine on the saving throw. And yeah, okay, so yeah, just twenty-five damage. Alright, I also do do need to make a concentration check. So you're fine. I yes. Okay, and that's the Gooly Gooly's turn. Finry, hurry up. Okay, gonna need another deck save from the one that's closest to me. That is number four. Deck save. That's a dirty 20. Ah, gosh, I hate those things. Okay, I'm going to hit it again with my um, spiritual weapon. Okay. If I, yeah, I'm like, where is my spiritual weapon, by the way? Why did it, there it is. Okay. 23 to hit. And 9 damage. Whack. Okay, it is now uh, Parnell's turn. Hmm, I didn't much care for that. Um, I'm going to take a swing at it again. Morning star. Mm -hmm. uh, 25 to hit. 25 hits. For 8 plus 3 damage for the radiant. Your morning star infused with divine light smacks into this thing and there is a loud cracking noise as it vanishes from sight. Excellent. <laughs> Awesome. And then uh, Parnell will uh, go ahead and move up next to the next to the Sir Sir Bow Sir Bow. And that's your turn. Sir yes, it is Sir Bow's turn, and she's going to take a whack at it with her longsword again. And that's a twenty-three, and that hits. And that's nine damage. Excuse me. <clears throat> okay, and that's. It's turn, and now, that's her turn, and now Gimstan, top of the round. Jeb, when you're muted. Oops, sorry. How are you doing on health, Parnell? I'm at 15 out of 40. Okay. Oh. Ow. So then I'm going to move up behind you, and I don't heal often, but uh, cure wounds for, oof, only six, but it's something. Yes. Then, bonus action, move my rock down to smack Ghosty Ghost. Go ahead. Uh, spiritual weapon, 21. Yes. For 6 damage. It's apparently the only thing I can roll today. <laughs> <laughs> and That's it. And it's Rose's turn, who is also going to walk up next to you and place a hand on um, Parna yeah. and Cure Wounds. <laughs> Eight for you. Excellent. Everyone's touching me. It's it's kind of yes, weird. Yes, we're all going to be touching you here in a minute. And it's the Gooly Gooly's <laughs> turn, and he is going to cast. Mm, 
Yeah, he's going to attack Thurbo uh, again. And that's 21 will, hits. That hits. I will actually impose disadvantage. He rolled a natural 20 on that one. Ooh. Uh -oh. <laughs> so it's just a 21, thank goodness. Yes. <laughs> oh. That's 22 damage to Thurbo. And she needs to make a constitution saving throw. Which is fine. Okay. And that's the ghost turn. Finry, you're up. Alright. I will bring myself up and move. Because, yeah, I can go there. And I'm going to be touching you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you cure wounds also. Um, but I would like to do it at second level. You should be able to click on a spell and wasn't it Gimstan's turn? No, it's Finry's turn. I thought uh, Gimstan Gim was... Gimstan, Rosa, the ghost, Finry. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, if I, you, I lost track where we were. <laughs> on your spell list, Finry, if you, mm -hmm. there's a the cast button next to Cure Wounds. If you click that, you should be able to select second level. Ah, uh, yep, there we go. Okay, perfect. I'm giving you 12 HP on that, and then I'm going to use my <clears throat> spiritual weapon. I'd like to move it up next to our little creepy critter there. I think at this point, uh, Serbo is probably, to hit. probably in worse shape than I am, so and 10 damage yeah but you're a pc sorry um <laughs> sorry not sorry <laughs> trying to get your boss killed but i got it <laughs> nah 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 i wouldn't do that <laughs> okay if she goes down i'll bring her up but Parnell, you're up. keep you standing all right uh let's uh try to protect sir Bo here morning star activate for that 21 hits. to hit for uh, seven plus two damage, so nine total. Okay, and is that your turn? Yep. It is now Sir Bo's turn. Longsword. Nine. Oh wait, no, she can't. She doesn't have her longsword. She has her mace instead. Whoops. Yep, that's right. Sorry about that. I forgot. That's seventeen. That's much better. Four bludgeoning damage. She, as she whacks it with her, her um, mace, she's like, Fall fiend! And top of the round, Gimstan. Okay. I'll stay next to Parnell for that sweet, sweet disadvantage, but uh, I don't know. I can fly, so I'm just going to like hop over and be next to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that lets me do Word of Radiance again, so... Constitution saving throw. Sorry, con save on the ghost. What's the word? Apparently radiance. <laughs> That's a 19. Dang it. That thing keeps saving. Alright, smack, mm -hmm. smack him with the rock. Uh, 21. That hits. For 8 damage. Whack. Okay. Is that your turn? Yep. It's Rosa's turn. Thorn Whip. 16. 16 hits. 
And as her projectile goes soaring out, it pierces the thing right through and it vanishes with a loud crack. <sighs> and that's the end of this Ooh. encounter. Yay! We actually Super. didn't die this time. <laughs> I know. That's a, is that the first time nobody's gone down? I think so. At least for my character, probably. <laughs> Give me a sec. I want to set these guys to an Though, no, I may not have gone down inside of that mansion castle thing. I may not have gone down, but I was totally messed up the whole time I was in there. <laughs> so Sir that was bad. <laughs> Sir Bo, do you need assistance? Uh, and of course, the thing is acting up again. Uh-oh. No. Sorry, gang. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Fine. Sir Bo will go. It would be appreciated, yes. Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, give uh, Serbo 10 hit points. Okay, give me a sec to put her back on screen. I should click minus for that. Plus 10. Okay. So you guys are... Um, so after that's done, you guys head back to town. And as you do, you guys need to have a meeting about this because this is a problem and it's just going to be t the tip of a very long annoying thing uh-huh <laughs> as you guys gather back in the barracks uh pernell and uh Jim Sam, you were introduced to the majority of the rebellion and before long you guys find yourself in a room with let me pull up the npc book and see so i can introduce you to the rest of the generals of the uh rebellion cool where is ah, here it is you're on rebellion Okay. And I, technically speaking, I can also introduce them to Fenry for the first time as well, sort of. Or at least to Jen. There's, yeah, uh, to me. <laughs> there's Mayor Torslin Galfoot, a halfling and who is the mayor of the village. Uh, there's Angelo, who brought the Chamroshes into the rebellion, who is a male human with platinum hair, tan skin, and he's tall and weedy. There's How do you General spell his name? Huh? His name again, sorry. Angelo. The Shamrock the NPC. Okay. There is General Tides, who is a water ganasi with blue skin, mm -hmm. silver eyes, and baby blue hair and dreadlocks. There's General Niccolo, who is a hobgoblin man with dark red skin, green eyes, black hair, and pulled back, and he has a pointy beard. There's, uh, and those are the generals. You also meet the captains. There's Captain Atticus, who was the bowmaster and is an, uh, who is, uh, he looks human, but his skin has a red tint to it, and his ears are kind of a bit, um, trapezoidish. Hmm. He has That's red. That's a little unusual. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's the bowmaster, and he's the one who helps, uh, train the animals alongside Angelo. There is Captain Lisa, who is a human female com who is a female human commoner. There's Captain Bianca, who was a female orc. And oh, there goes the map, finally. <laughs> there's Captain Willow. And then there's, finally there's Captain Willow, who is um, who has shaved red hair, brown eyes, and average skin. So you guys are sitting around the table talking about 
this newest development because this has kind of been a concern of the group for a, of the rebellion and the town in general. Let's be real for a while because ironwork is um, a mainstay of the town, and if the mine's getting corrupted, well, that is not a good thing. Indeed. No. And as you guys sit at the tables, they're both sides, and she says, this has been a concern of mine for a long time, too. We have a lot of things here. Animals, ironwork, supplies. We can manage for a while, but magic's been a concern of mine for a long time. And then, at this point, um, Robeza will step forward, and she says, I was sent to Camelot to study... Um, the techniques Morgana was using to aid the people of Camelot. And as the others all glare at her, she says, I'm not with her. I'm a student of the Order of the Merlinites, but I can share these techniques with you. But, well, these techniques will only ward off. They don't actually get rid of the corruption. Do you guys say anything to that? Hmm. Well... Warding off would be a start, I suppose, though in the long run, solving the corruption would be ideal. Um, I, I am a little... little uh, so so you've, you've learned from Morgana herself? More like she sent people to town with instructions to say, smear pig's blood over the door to keep the corruption out. And, and did it work? To a certain extent, though, the corruption of Lauren Camelot is much stronger than what I've seen, so, than what you may have seen so far. And depending on how strong it can get, it might overpower the wards. Hmm. I know this, this might concerning. also be a temporary solution, but we could send word to Wandsboro and see if Kendra would be willing to cleanse the land here as well. Um. <clears throat> Rosa will clear her throat and said, Remember, though, that the ritual for doing that costed a not insignificant amount of money. money. But we were willing to work to make it happen. Like, we don't mind doing things to help earn whatever money we need. Would we be able to even convince her to make the journey out here for a maybe? And... She was pretty reluctant. I mean, I don't know. I, I suppose this is you know, maybe an option that, you know, if the town was able to raise the funds and materials, uh, that they would, you know, send word themselves. But uh, at least leaving the, the contact information would be a, a good deed, I think. Mm-hmm. Because we'd like to help as much as possible. General Tides, from his position at the table, perks up and says... If this woman was able to reverse the corruption, then maybe she could teach it to the rest of us. And Rosa will kind of shake her head and she says, I, um, I asked her to teach if she was willing to teach me the ritual. And she said, um, the phrase she used, the way she uses hers, um, and she blushes and she says, I believe the phrase she used was that the one she uses is quote unquote bastardized. So I'm not really sure if that's really feasible. So perhaps something, a technique that works for her, but not for others. Hmm. Maybe there's a technique that somebody here could learn that they could do. 
takes her both sides and she says to Rosa, show, show the rebellion and the villagers how to put up wards. Personally, I think we're better off heading to Karmothen and seeking magical aid there. We really do need to get this resolved one way or another. Indeed. Hmm. Forward is the only way to go. <laughs> Sir Bo will look have... to our generals and say, maintain the line like we've been doing. We can't afford to give more Dread or Morgana an inch. And this is just one more challenge than the road to save Avion that we will have to face. Hmm. I just wish there was more I could do here, but yeah, I'm at a loss of what else to be uh, you know, attempting here, other than you know, you know, the wards and you know, make trying to make contact else, elsewhere. Yeah, like it sounds like we need to go forward and find more help. Yes, more, and particularly more magical help. Which again, Kermathen might be our best bet. And we will catch you next episode. Many Stories, Many Games is a tabletop variety show. You can find us on Twitter at ManyStorgaPod. The music and sound effects come from Monument Studios and were paid for personal usage. This podcast is powered by Podcasters by Spotify. Choices is a D&D 5e campaign using the Cities of Myths, Fallen Camelot setting created by Realm Warp Media. Thanks for listening.